0: So you may have heard already, this week we're celebrating one year of podcasting over at Simply Smarter Numbers. Yes, it's happy first birthday to us. And to celebrate, I'm replaying some of my favorite guest interviews. Now there's been so many favorite guest interviews that it's actually been really, really hard to choose who it is that I'm going to replay I kicked off with the inspirational Steph Taylor. Steph was telling us about how it is that she actually smashed all of her annual revenue goals in just one month. So if you want a bit of inspo, you can head over and listen to that one. Then I decided to replay my interview with Emily Osmond. Emily is a fellow Victorian, and we're talking about how it is that she took her business, which was face to face one to one over to the online space. So we challenged the uh, her business model. We're challenging your business model. and I kind of wanted to put that one out there to give you that opportunity to have a think about it. you know what is it that you need to change in your business going forward? maybe it is heading to the online space. So that's why I bought Emily Osmond back for you. Now today, I want to bring you something that's a bit more practical, user-friendly, and even fun. And it's my conversation with Stacey Kranich from The Social Hub. So Stacey, is a fantastic social media expert you're going to love hearing from her she's always fun i'm going to put in the link to the podcast you'll see stacy's um, details where you can start following her she's great with what it is she does she's fun and you're going to get some really good practical advice around how to manage your social media in just one hour a week so make sure you tune in you're not going to want to miss that one and we're going to be back next week with our usual weekly scheduling and i've got a great guest coming on next week who is from madrid in spain so you're going to want to tune in for that one she has some really awesome stuff to talk about but in the meantime keep listening to hear from stacy cranich if you're an ambitious business owner ready to think big Rewrite your own rules and take action to skyrocket your business know-how, your profit, your cash flow, and most importantly, your free time, then this is the podcast for you. You're listening to the Simply Smarter Numbers podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Waterson. I'm a business profit coach helping business owners just like you make more profit and take back their time. So hit subscribe now and let's dive in. So I'm really excited to have
1: Stace on the podcast. Welcome, Stace. Thanks, Jen. Well, that was like such a beautiful introduction. Oh, glad you like. <laughs> oh, I so liked it. I was sitting there, I was feeling like quite chuffed, actually. <laughs>
0: Perfect. You. Tell us a bit about yourself and your business, Stace.
1: Yeah, so I'm Stacey. My business is called The Social Hub. Um, I guess technically you could say my Title is social media strategist and sales coach. I'm also a podcaster, online course creator. And yeah, like you said, I'm a country girl. Um, I call myself a self-confessed karaoke queen. I think I just, I just, sometimes I feel like I'm, you know, I should still be, you know, in my 20s instead of being in my 40s. I always say I'm a self-confessed party girl that never wants to grow up. So (laughs) (laughs) I think that's why I like social media so much. It's like an online party that really suits me at this stage of my life. Well, you're
0: obviously an extrovert. I'm an introvert. Maybe that's why I don't like social media.
1: (laughs) I'm definitely an extrovert. But I guess the other thing is, is like one of my highest core needs is, um, Love and connection, and I guess that's why I love my Facebook group so much, is because it's that real community and connection that I get. I get from that group, and also I know that other people are getting from it as well. Um, But you're not alone. There's a lot of introverts that (laughs) do struggle with showing up on social media. But um, yeah, mostly I work with uh, female entrepreneurs in. I usually say like in their first one to three years of business, but it can be longer than that. It's really that they're still in that stage of DIYing. So I'm a coach and a strategist. So I don't do any management or implementation, but I know lots of amazing people that do that. And I really love to sit in that space because my whole career before this was in finance, but it was as a sales coach. So that's what I've done my whole life. I'm a talker, I'm a listener, I'm a nurturer. Um, So that coaching space really sits well for me. And um, yeah, I've been doing it now for, you know, I started the business in June 2018. So it's been uh, two awesome years working with some yeah, awesome people. And um, yeah, you know, coming across you, Jen, and having that session with you came at a really good time for me. I think, were we like smack bang in COVID when that happened or I, just well, before? I think it was just before. I think it was, yeah. I
0: can't remember the exact date, but yeah. I have a feeling it was just before. <laughs> the year's been a blur. The year's been a blur. <laughs> yeah, it has. Exactly, it has. It has. So, and it was such a good session. Like, I just love, I'm a bit like you. I love to just dig in and and having that couple of hours of like full-on one-to-one, just working hard on somebody else's business with someone. And I have to say, too, Stace, when we're doing that, so um, for people that haven't done those sessions with me before, we jump on Zoom and we we have a uh, a really big deep dive into your business kind of in a really intensive way but we're on zoom and I have to say that I just love the part that I love and you were one of these people Stace is when we're pulling apart your business I love the look on people's faces like so <laughs> very intense yes yeah, so such like intense concentration and like you know, almost like amazement because you can sort of start to see what starts to come together when we, um, yeah, when we do what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, we get to continue doing that with um, things like Zoom and with coronavirus around, then we all just need to keep embracing things like uh, Zoom and all of those other technologies, don't we?
1: Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's so funny because I am naturally a very expressive person. So it doesn't surprise me <laughs> that you were sitting there having a giggle at some of my facial expressions, yeah. but it was such a, it was such a valuable session. And I think, you know, uh, at the time for me, it must have been earlier this year. It was kind of like moving into almost finishing that second year of my business. I ha- I was at a point I needed to reclarify my numbers, and it came at a really good time that session for me. And I really enjoyed it. And obviously, we formed a great friendship from. From that as well, which has been really nice.
0: Yeah, we did. It's yeah. great. And that's, I guess, going back to a point that you made just in your introduction there, saying that you work with businesses that have kind of been around for one to three years. I guess the thing with social media is that you can actually be uh, a business owner and be in business for five, six, seven years, but it's when you start to change your purpose when you start to change the way you want to operate your business, i.e. you want to go more online or you know that you need to step out of your comfort zone and develop a social media presence, that can come at any point. You don't have to be a new business to have to do that. So I guess that's where you can also uh, you work with those sort of business owners as well then, Stace.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, one to three years, most of the time these days, it's a lot of the time is people that are starting and quite new but there is also two people that have been in business for a while and just don't have a presence so they're just new to that digital presence as well um, yeah. and you know maybe have gotten to a point I think that happened to a lot of people in COVID was they had a business it was thriving maybe had lots of referral based leads Um and then things changed and they realized they had to get online so there was a lot of people I've come across lately that are in that group and that sort yeah. of bracket where They've been around for a while. Their business is going well, but now they know they need to have that digital presence too. So yeah,
0: perfect. All right. Well, before we kick off, I mentioned in the intro then that we had done some work together and we've had a little chat about that, and we have been talking about building out your profitable revenue goals. And first up, though, I wanted you to kind of join the dots here for me, Stace. So at the end of the day, we all want to be running a profitable business, but Why do we even need as a service-based business that deals directly with humans, directly with clients, you know, yes, some of it will now be a little bit more online based or whatever, but why do we need to spend the time developing a social media presence?
1: So it's a really good question. And uh, I, sometimes I wish people would ask that more (laughs) before they just go and open up a Facebook profile because it's so accessible these days. I find a lot of people just go, they just go, oh, everyone's doing it, I need to do it. And then they go and open up an Instagram account and a Facebook profile and start whacking things out there and don't actually really strategically think of those reasons why, which then would lead into them creating a better strategy from the get go um, about what they want to do on socials and what um, actions and objectives they want to drive with their social media presence as well. So I, yeah. it's a good question, which I do wish a lot more people would ask first. But, you know, The thing is these days is because people are so online and I often say a lot that we are such a disconnected society that we're craving connection online. And these digital platforms are used every single day. So like with Facebook, you've got um, like, you know, what is it, 1.6 billion people on Facebook and over 2 billion people on Instagram. And yeah. the usage of, usage of these platforms is like, I think the average user time on both of them is around 54 minutes a day. And it's proven that people that make purchases will often choose a brand that they have seen and found on Facebook or Instagram because they've had the opportunity to build a relationship with that brand. So essentially what social media allows you to do is really have and connect more and build that relationship more, get that like, know, and trust factor and kind of move people through that funnel, I guess, to becoming a client with you a little bit faster than if you weren't using those channels.
0: Actually, so interesting that you say that, Stace, because I, look, I am... I struggle with social media. I don't personally enjoy doing it myself, but I do it. um, And I don't know if I do it well or not, but I do it, right? And what I'm finding is that as I'm getting people that are um, wanting to work with me, it's kind of as though these people are coming in touch with me, they're getting online, we're having like a bit of a chat and then the sales process, it's almost like I don't even need a sales process. It's like they've already made their mind up that they want to work with me, because of, I'm guessing, the fact that, you know, I've been putting myself out there for a period of time and maybe they've been quietly watching in the background, but it's almost as though they, we have developed a relationship without me even knowing about it. And it does make that sales process almost non-existent. It just
1: happens. 100%. I find that my and I hate using the word discovery call because it just sounds so clinical, but you know what I mean. It sounds really clinical. But when I jump on a call with a potential client these days, it's basically like, what are my options? I'm not having to spend a lot of time in that proving myself to them because I've already done that on my channels. And I think that the people that do that really well, that's the impact that it has on your conversion process is that, When you get to the point someone wants to work with you, it's just a matter of what can you do for me because you can build that relationship up over time. And sometimes those relationships are building and you don't even know. Like they're just bubbling away. Not everyone comments on every post. Not everyone engages with everything that you do, but they are watching you. And if you're attracting the right audience, having the ability to grow an audience, connect with people, you know, for free on your lounge room with a glass of wine if that's what you want to do, It's so powerful. And it doesn't need to necessarily, your main strategy doesn't necessarily need to be generating leads either. Like you could still have amazing referral sources that, you know, you've got a full and abundant business, but just having that brand awareness online, because I think this year's proven, we don't know what's going to happen. And what if one of your big referrers fell over.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point because I am am a super big lover of the referral system and really milking that. That's a not a very nice word, but you know, really <laughs> know. making the most of the of your referral systems and the people that you already have in your ecosystem to help um, drive new leads. I'm a lover of that, but you're right. Things are changing and yeah, we do need to start thinking about how else we can do it. Have you had any, like, have you got any really good examples or of clients or things that you've seen where people have really um, sort of escalated their ability to reach their profit goals by committing to developing a social media presence?
1: Yeah, yeah. So one of my favorite stories is one of my clients, um, Gemma, she's got a Pilates studio in the beautiful coastal town of Yamba. Um, connect connect Pilates Studio is her Instagram handle. And when I met Gemma, she was living in Sydney um, and she was moving and relocating from Sydney to Yamba and taking her Pilates Studio with her. So basically her entire client demographic was going to be totally different. Her audience yeah, was going to wow. be totally That's a big, change, big, big change. So we met when she was in that process and put together A strategy for her to you know connect with that audience and I'll be perfectly honest like some of the strategy was social some of it was you know hey you're moving to a new area it's a little bit country down there and (laughs) um, you know how do you connect with these people we put some you know personal in-person events and stuff and all you know quite a cool conglomeration um, or a mixture of um, a few different strategies for her to connect but socials was a big key part of it and building out a really simple sales funnel with email marketing which she wasn't utilizing and she had sold out her classes within three months oh wow she gave herself 12 and they were sold out within three she's got had a wait list um you know well and truly in place and then launched a membership Uh, So at like a three month membership, which, you know, anyone knows membership style, uh, you know, systems are great for that ongoing income and the guaranteed Mm -hmm. income. So that was something she was really wanting to put in place. And yeah, she sold that out, honestly, really just from social media and from her existing clients. So That's a really, really,
0: that's a mean feat because moving from the city to the country, I'm a country girl. So not that we're like, not that everybody is, you know, super cynical or whatever, but you get somebody new into the town and you do, it does take people sometimes just takes a little bit to warm. Doesn't always, you know, I don't want to make country people sound like they're, you know awful but it is it's a tough gig to come brand new into a town and create a new business which actually involves you as a person like you teaching and guiding and these people have to trust you enough to come and spend some time with you to you know and and feel comfortable enough to come and learn pilates you know yeah
1: so and and I think you know one of the great things about that was that you know and I like, I'm, you know, I love digital, you know, I love socials, but I'm also, I am, I am 40. I come from an, a, an era where we did sales face to face and in person and yeah. um, had that human to human connection. So, um, you know, she did, do all the right other things as well, didn't just rely on a social media platform to get her everywhere. She put herself in front of people, had open days, invited people in. And really what happened was, you know, they fell in love with her beautiful personality and the way that she teaches Pilates, but that social media presence just engaged them more. So the people that maybe might've come to the open day, but didn't sign up, they came back the next time and did. And yeah, having, and that's where the social media yeah.
0: comes into it. Yeah, that's, yeah. it's having such a great... Having that presence
1: was crucial to her, you know, when reaching her people goals. would start yeah. to drop off, getting new clients in, which made her business more viable and profitable, which is we're all in business to make money, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, we are. We are. That's exactly right. Yeah. So if we're in business to make money and you're telling us that we need to have more of a presence when it comes to our social media... How can we do it quick and easy? So I I would love if you have any tips to share around our social media strategies. I am the hardest person to sell to when it comes to social media. I just <laughs> I don't know if I have some sort of weird mind block thing going on or whatever, but I'm just You're like oh, social media. You know, it's just such a drag. So what can you tell us, Stace, to help um, yeah, take it away, take away that pain and yeah, <laughs> make yeah. it easier.
1: No, I've got, I definitely got some practical tips um, and, and strategies there to help people. But I think I'd like to start with the fact that like, you're not alone, Jen, like a lot of people out there feel that way. And it's, and it's funny, I, I think sometimes it's because it's the, it's the blend of a platform that has personal connection and business connection. Sometimes people struggle yeah. to blend the two. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, there's, there's another two components there, which come up a lot with people that I talk to. And one is that it's, it's ongoing. Like you don't create one social media post and, Ooh, I've got a you know full book of clients and I've sold everything, you know, it's ongoing. You've got to show up really consistently. Um, and, and the other thing is that you need to show up yourself in your brand, particularly as a service-based business or a coach or something like that you have to be part of your brand and people get really overwhelmed with the, the, you know, the consistency of having to continue to create content Mm -hmm. over and over again, every day, every week, every month. Um, and then they also get overwhelmed with having to put themselves out there. And it's, it's, um, a lot of a mindset thing. They feel that, you know, why would anyone want to know what I think about this or why would anyone know what I want to think about that or you get the imposter syndrome of am, am I really good enough you know there's already someone out there doing exactly what I do you know it, yeah it, that sort of thing so and I would encourage everyone first of all if you do feel like socials are not your thing um, really have a think about why you feel that way is it and it usually comes back to some feeling of you don't want to be rejected, you want people to like your content, you want, you know, we have that inbuilt in us already.
0: Yeah, I think you're right too. You touched on a point there about um, the fact that if you, you we need to come across as ourselves because then it feels even when it's tough, it's easier, you know, it's not like you can't be constantly trying to put on some facade nope. and, and portray that out into your social media because, well, it's not sustainable. So we really need to be consistently ourselves. And I guess the other side of it too is like I'm starting to see now some sort of return on that. So I'm starting to see that like I'm getting people that are connecting with me and they're speaking to me as though we're uh, friends from way back and I I don't know these people. but And it's amazing. I love it. You know, if you had have told me back when I first started all this that that was one of the benefits that comes with this is that people will just connect with you and uh, business you know sale the sales process will be so much smoother and I would have said Stace look sorry but that sounds like a real pitch to me like I wouldn't believe it
1: yeah but 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 you've done it though
0: but I've done it now that I can see it yeah
1: and you had to you had to go through that little bit of pain (laughs) to get through that to see the results and I think that you know, not everything we do in business is necessarily going to be something that we like to do. Like, you know, I used to work in finance, but doing my books doesn't interest me at all. Like, I would rather yeah. someone else do that for me. Um, you know, and yeah. a lot of people. So I
0: guess that's the yeah. thing, isn't it? We have to go. Okay, we have to accept that we need to do this. Once, like for myself personally, now that I can see the results and yeah. I can see that, okay, well, this actually does work. Now I am busy doing the do. I'm, you know, meeting with clients and and doing all of the things to actually run my business, that it actually then becomes more of a time issue. Like where do I find yep. the time yep. to do the social media that I now really do understand that I need to keep yep. and that, keep at.
1: And that's the other thing is that it is ongoing. Like you have to be consistent on socials, particularly Facebook and Instagram. They're extremely high traffic platforms. Um, so to show up and have cut through, you've got to have a clear strategy. You've got to be dedicated to having a good personal brand and you have to show up consistently, not just posting and ghosting, but you've got to be prepared to show up and engage and engage with new people. And, you know, it's not even just new clients that you'll meet on there. You'll meet other third-party businesses that you can collaborate with too, which is really nice. You know, like, you know, we connected through a friend on social media. So it has a lot of other powerful things there too. But when you get to the point that it's like, okay, how do I – How do I really find the time to do all this? Because another thing that a lot of people go through is that I don't know what content to create. I don't know um, what to write. I don't know what images to put out there. And then there's no real structure to it. And then they find that they'll spend, you know, so much time every day that it becomes a really laborious task instead of being something that's fun and useful, and then I—that's what when I call what happens is you get the social media burnout, where yeah, you the laborious
0: task. Yeah. That would—that's exactly how I would describe this the feeling of having to sit down and do social media. Yeah. It doesn't sound very nice. I sound like an awful person, you know. Actually (laughs) when you when you do put a post up, you're like you're so proud of it and you're like, Oh, that was you know, when it's done and it's a finished product, you love that, but it's the whole sitting down and and yeah. yeah, I guess we need to remove the laborious processing right. from our yeah. minds, don't we? Yeah. So anyway, let's, let's see if we can do yeah. that.
1: <laughs> so I, I've got, I've got like a three-step process and really I break it down into a monthly task, a weekly task and a daily task. And uh, ideally the, the, the end game is that you can get yourself down to one hour a week on your social media content. And then a few minutes a day on your engagement on the platforms, which to a lot of people go, that just sounds so unachievable. I'm spending hours a day trying to find an image. And then I don't know what to write with that image. And it's taking, how do I get it down to that much time? And I think the first point to look at is, you know, like anything, you've got to have all your collateral and all your organizational stuff set up first to set you up for success. So, when I'm looking at someone's, you know, content plan and how they're planning out their content and what they're putting out there is, so there's two things. So there's having like all your stuff. So your, you know, social media templates, which is So easy to create yourself on Canva or if you've got a graphic designer, they can create some for you or there are plenty of actual designers out there that will sell templated templates that you can purchase, download and save into your own Canva and then edit it for your own branding. Yeah, and that'll
0: helps with the consistent look, I suppose, as well, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. Then the other thing would be having your other brand collateral. So you know, any brand photography. Um, you know, if you're for product based businesses, obviously their products. But for service based businesses, brand shoots of yourself. Now, again, that doesn't have to be an overly laborious or expensive task. Like I've just signed up with a brand photographer to do a three month package, which it wasn't even the fact that I could pay it off over three months that was the, the deal breaker for me. It was that I would get to go to a few different locations and have a lot of different content um, that, you know, with images of myself, but I can put those images into My templates and you know into my content to put myself on my feed, and I feel happy then putting myself on my feed. I don't want to take a selfie in my pajamas. Like, let's be honest. That's yeah,
0: that's a really good point. And if anybody out there is listening and hasn't done the professional photo shoot, it's so worth the money. I've done two now. One was like a a quick fifteen-minute headshot thing, but we got so many photos in that time. It was amazing the amount of Mm. different photos that we managed to get in one tiny room. And I had another bigger shoot done as well and the moment I had access to those photos all of a sudden putting social media uh, up like doing my social media became an absolute breeze yeah. it just took away that whole you know thing about trying to find the right images and I, I was spending so much time going oh. on all these like free stock things yeah. and oh it's awful and the, and the images are you know less than ideal to start with anyway.
1: Yeah, and I think too, like stock images, I think everyone was using them a few years ago yeah. and now we've like, it's like we've seen them all.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're blah,
1: exactly. And the other thing is it goes back to connection. So people want to see who they're buying from. It helps you build that relationship with them faster. So, you know, I want to show up on my feed. I encourage everyone to show up on their feed. And if you want to do that, you want to look good. So go and get a nice photo shoot done. Yeah, um, so if, we're talking templates and we're talking photos. Yeah, and your branding suite as well. And I think, you know, most business owners that are at, at the point that, you know, you and I are, are working with them. And even if you are new in business, it's it's not that, you know, it's not, it. you can find really cost-effective ways to get it done if that's a concern. Um, and if it's not a concern, then it's, it's worth the investment to have all your branding done, have some images done. Get Most branding and graphic designers will do templates for you in their packages these days. So then you've got that full, you know, suite of, you know, like arsenal, I guess, in your pocket to help you create better content. It's all branded for you. It's really easy. The next thing I say on that is then set yourself up with a, an app. So I use my, I usually suggest start with something like Trello that's really visual that you can put in, you know, like little cards or an Excel spreadsheet or something where you can plan out a whole month's worth of overviewed content. So um, I use Trello or Asana you know, because it's really easy you can put those all okay. boards up. Yeah, I
0: had never considered that. So yeah. I use Asana for a lot of client work. So when I'm working with my clients, we it's a great way to communicate and keep all of the communications all in one area rather than emails sort of flying around the place and getting lost or whatever it might be. So we've got that constant record there and step-by-step and step of what it is that we're going to be working on together. hadn't really considered using Asana for my social media planning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I use, I used to use Trello. Now I use Asana because my VA does, but I set it up like a board and it's like, you know, each week there's like one to 31 of the days of the month or four weeks or whatever. And um, you can do it on an an Excel spreadsheet if you want to. But the whole point is to have, you know, a place where you can store that content. Now, this is really important for planning, but it's also really good as a content library as time goes on, because I'll talk a little bit more about repurposing content a bit later. But when it comes to repurposing content or wanting to send content out onto other platforms, having that library there of content that you've created in the past is going to be really important. Plus, you know, what if Facebook falls over one day and isn't available for a week or something like you're going to want access to your content so um, having that online platform that you're going to use to to put it all into is is a really big part of it too and then so once you've got all that collateral you've got your system set up um, then you can start then to make some plans on what you're going to create now The first thing I always say to people to put into their plan. So when we're looking at a month overview, say one to 30 days, is to look at what you're promoting for the month. So before you start thinking about what quote you're going to post on Tuesday, the 16th of whatever month, or, you know, (laughs) what uh, blog you're going to share on Friday, the 25th of, you know, whatever month it is, put in your promotional rhythm first. Now the reason I say to do that is if we're talking about being profitable and conversion and you know generating leads, it's important that you are showing people how that you can work with them. So, and it's also important that if your socials are not an afterthought and there's something that you plan out strategically, then you're not going to miss an opportunity either. I often see people will be like, "Oh, I launched." Um, let's say, a five-day challenge, but I only had 10 people sign up and they only did one post three days before it started. Where yeah. if you'd planned it out, you know, quite pragmatically, um, you know, treat it as a business, treat your social media like an asset of your business because it is, and had put that promotional rhythm in, they would have had a couple of weeks to plan for that and maybe would have got 300 people doing mm. their, their five-day challenge. Than, than 10 because they'd planned it out. Then once you've put in the things that you're promoting first, then you put all your other value content in around it. And I kind of liken it to, I don't know if you've heard this analogy before, Jen, but it we used to use it in corporate all the time, which was if you have a vase and there's like, let's say medium-sized rocks, let's say like river rocks and then pebbles and then sand, And it's kind of pretty much full and then someone gives you three big rocks like boulders or something to put in there, you're not going to be able to fit them in. But if you tip it all out, put the big rocks in first and then tip everything else in on top of it, you know, all the sand falls down into the little nooks and crannies that it needs to and it will fit in.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a really great way to think about it. I hadn't really considered that before, but it does make perfect
1: sense. Yeah, So you put in what you're selling first and then you put all your other value content in around it. Now, the other benefit of doing it that way is that it means then that all the other value content that you create can support that what it is that you're promoting. So to kind of maybe give a bit more of a tangible example of this. So um, I recently was in launch phase for one of my programs And it's called the Course Creation Project, where I help people to create their own online programs. So I was in launch phase for that program. So in my promotional rhythm, um, in my planning for the month, I was like, right, these two weeks I've got cart open, so I'm promoting that program. So, you know, not every post you do is going to be what I call a sales post because otherwise it just gets boring for people. You need to have that value content. But then what that allowed me to do was make sure that all the value content I created, so whether it be a tip, a quote, maybe um, a testimonial from a client. Um, I did a few live streams with previous Members of that program during that time as well. It meant that all that value content I created supported what I was promoting. So there's a twofold aspect there to being quite measured in how you plan it. Um, And you don't necessarily have to always be promoting something that you sell, it could be a lead magnet or something free, or you might be promoting your podcast, Jen. You know, you might be in a a phase where you might just want to promote your podcast for a bit, like when it's school holidays a lot of my content because I, I don't want it to be generating a lot of leads in the school holidays. Um, I'll promote my free stuff or my Facebook group or my podcast or Do you something. put a call to do you put a call to action on every post? No, definitely not. So that's what I mean by the sales content versus your value content. I usually say 80/20, so 20% would be like sales focused and then 80% would be value focused. So even in the value content, you can do what I call soft CTAs where it might be head over and listen to my podcast or check out my blog or, you know, engage with me in one way or another. But if that value content is in the same theme of the thing that you're wanting people to actually do at that time, you're going to get better results from it. Yep. Yep. So say, for example, you wanted, say you, Jen, maybe you were away on holidays and you just wanted to really promote your podcast. Um, Obviously, you've got your regular episodes every week and you promote them on every Wednesday. What what day is it that your podcast comes out? Tuesday. So every Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And then what you might do is pick a few older ones once you've got that library of content there. Pick a few older ones and do a from the vault of some of your most popular episodes. So people can see it again, or people that haven't seen it before can see it. Yeah, or you yeah. might create a post that relates to a podcast episode and you could just put on the bottom of that post, hey, I also podcast episode number 57 of the Simply Smarter Numbers podcast actually talks about that. Head over and have a listen here. So it, you can see what I mean by being quite planned about what you're doing it helps enables you to get more results.
0: Yeah. More, more purposeful action. And and I guess when you're, when you're sitting down to do something with, um, with a, an end result in mind, so you Uh know that you're wanting to sell, um, X product or you need you or X service, you want to really start amping the, uh, amping up the sales on, a certain product or service then you can sit down and yeah you're purposefully thinking about it gives you a reason to sit there and do your social media rather than just sort of doing it because you haven't done it for a week and you really need to sit down and put something up on social media yeah
1: yeah definitely so at the at that kind of month overview it would just be like you get out your trello board your excel spreadsheet and you just kind of go right Tuesday, podcast, Wednesday, this post, Thursday, and you're just really basically doing an overview, right? But once you've got all that marketing collateral put together, your images and everything, it makes the creation part really simple. So the planning part, you do that once a month, maybe you'd spend a couple of hours once a month doing that. But then where the magic really happens is then each week when you go to create your content, you pull out that week's content, You've already got all your beautiful imagery and your templates and everything, you know exactly what you need to post. You go into Canva, you create your images, you upload them to your scheduling tool, you write your captions, you've got your CTAs there, um, and off you go. And if you are at the point where you can start to repurpose content, and maybe you've been doing this for a little while, that's where that, you know, vault of content and that library of content comes in handy. You can just pull it from somewhere else and share it again if it's relevant. So, you know. If you do this consistently, it really starts to pay off. Now, look, if, if when you're first getting started with this sort of process, it, you do take a little bit longer than normal. But I'm down to like an hour a week is what it takes me to do my social media posts. My clients are the same, the ones that have worked on the process and really refined it. Um, and what that means is that when they go every day to engage, they're so present on the platform. Yeah,
0: yeah. And
1: that's where the magic really happens because you've taken all the stress out by planning out your month on an overview, you've done your week, whatever, you know, and I always suggest as well, like pick a day in a time where you are at creatively at your best. So for me, Sunday afternoons are a great time for me. Um, also too early in the morning or Saturday mornings, even in bed with my coffee are great times for me. And I will often sit there and bash out a whole week's worth of content really quickly. Some people are better at night, some people are better in the middle of the day. Whatever it works for you, pick a day and a time, schedule it in and stick to it. Honor the time you've set aside to work on your business and stick to it every week and master that craft, and it will start to pay off. And then when you pick up your phone every day or your laptop to go and engage, answer the comments, the people that have engaged with you, engage with new people, maybe do a couple of Instagram stories, you're so present at that moment that your engagement really counts.
0: Whereas Yeah, and people can tell that. I'm sure they can tell that. As a yeah, makes a big difference.
1: Yeah. Instead of spending, you know, an hour every day (laughs) without any structure, and then you don't have the energy to engage or it's an afterthought. And the engagement really is where the magic happens.
0: Engaging with other
1: people and other accounts. So if you can get that process down, it means that you're really present for that part of it. And that's where the relationships are formed in the DMs and in the comments and in the interactions that you have with other people. That's where the relationships are formed, not by how pretty your quote tile looks. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, that's really, I love that advice. I I am I am organized now. I just feel like I can do this now. I I know what I'm going to do for the next month. Like as in, in my business, I know what it is that I really would like to promote for the next month. And so now it's just a case of getting onto Asana and setting it up there, or even getting my VA to just set that up and say, okay, this is what we're going to do now. We're going to sit down and, and spend a bit of time mapping out our social media content for the next month. And then she has something to go on with as well. So I don't, Kind of try and do all of mine, but at least it gives me. I can then just sit and do all of the uh, all of the content, and yeah, it's going to be it's going to mean something. So no, I'm really excited by that. Thanks, yeah, thanks, Stace then, I'm glad I had you on the podcast. Oh, of course.
1: <laughs> and the thing is that most of the time, you've already got that rhythm in some sort of business sense mapped out anyway. It's yeah, just a matter of pulling it over and making it really purposeful in what you're doing online. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, good.
0: All right. Well, yeah. Thank you. You've helped me out big time. So I'm thinking you must have helped somebody else out there that's listening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My pleasure. And like you said, I like to keep things simple and that is just one of the simplest processes that I've put in place for myself and help my clients with and they love it.
0: Yeah. And going back to what I said in the intro, you actually are so good at turning up every day on social media. And even if you're literally not there every day, it to me as an outsider looking in it really does look like you are, like you have a really strong presence. So, you know, it obviously works.
1: Oh, well, that's what that's what I mean by having the energy to show up. Like when I show up in my stories, I'm so energetic and so present because I haven't just spent 2 hours in my day every single day creating content being drained. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm there and I'm ready to show up. When I'm in my Facebook group doing a live, I'm there. I'm present for those people. I'm not exhausted <laughs> from all the other yeah. content I've had to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. All right. Love
0: it. Thanks so
1: much. Thanks Stace. for having me. I love being in, I love being a guest on podcast because having, being a podcaster myself and um, yeah. as you would know, you know, doing your own podcast and running your own podcast, it's, it's, it's such a treat being on the other end of the. The microphone. It is. It's,
0: it's it's such a great opportunity yeah. for people to. If you don't have a podcast out there, people, you need to consider it. It's. It's. I'm actually really loving the process. I'm loving that I get to have some really good conversations with all sorts of different people like you and I will catch up from time to time anyway but to sit down and have like a conversation for a for a full hour yeah it's really it's great and we get some really good tips out of it too don't oh, we so, I've
1: learned so much from my guests over the time and yeah. I often sit there and I'm like hang on a minute I'm just going to make a note about that <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do, you <laughs>
0: Yeah, you've been chatting away. I've got notes everywhere. So I hope that some of our listeners (laughs) out there have have got their pen out as well and have taken some notes because I know that um, social media can be a bit overwhelming. It can feel a bit too hard sometimes. But I can assure you as a business owner that's been sort of going at it for a while that it actually does pay off it is really starting to work for me so if you were questioning whether or not you needed to do it then yes I can tell you that it's really worthwhile doing it and now you've got some actual strategies in place as well to sort of sit down and do it now Stace tell me I I spoke earlier about your Facebook group tell everybody where they can find you your Facebook group and all the other good places that they can catch up with you
1: Yeah, cool. So I, my Facebook group is called the social media 101 society. If you just type in social media 101 or social media 101 society on Facebook in the groups tab, you will find it. Um, And I'm also over on Instagram at, at the double underscore social double underscore hub. And I also have a podcast, the social hub podcast. So they're the three, usually the three best the three best places to catch me. Um, in the Facebook group, it's a really engaged group. There's, I don't know, like maybe two and a half thousand people in yeah,
0: there. It truly is engaged. I just love your Facebook group. It's uh, it's everybody's quite active. And yeah. I think with social media too, it's it's a really good topic that and and not all of the posts are about social media. They're just, you know, there's a lot of general business stuff that goes on as well, but I think with social media, it is something that people are always going to struggle with. And we can throw it out there, ask a quick tip, well, it's and get it an all the time. Yeah, yeah. It and
1: all the time.
0: Yeah, when we can get an answer really quickly yeah. that just like, gets us out of you know a bit of a mess that we're in and off we go it's yeah your facebook group is really good so i highly recommend people doing that check out stace's podcast um it's also yeah really awesome and if you're listening to this podcast and you're probably a podcast listener so go ahead and do that thank you so much for joining me stace it was great to have you here and wherever you may be listening in the world thanks so much for tuning in have a wonderful week and we shall talk again soon Thank you for joining me for this episode of Simply Smarter Numbers. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new shows every week. And I'd love to hear from you. Come and join the conversation online. You'll find Simply Smarter Numbers on Instagram, Facebook and more. Just head to simplysmarternumbers.com and you'll find all that you need there. Simply Smarter Numbers is dedicated to you getting the results that you deserve in your business and I'm honoured that you tuned in.